Welcome to NRL.com's preview podcast for this reduced buy round, round 17 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined, as always, by NRL.com crack reporter Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for being here. Not a problem at all. Good to be here again. Another week. That's right. And uh, NRL.com senior journalist, a man about town, Marty Lenahan, as always, is here. Marty, thank you for dialing in. G'day, guys. Good to be here. And uh, before we get started on some games, I had a chat to uh, Shark Senator Jesse Ramian um, this week about their clash uh, coming up on Sunday against the Warriors. So we'll take a quick listen to that. So I am with Cronulla Sharks Centre Jesse Ramian. Jesse, thank you for joining us on the NRL.com preview podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, obviously, um, a huge match this weekend coming up uh, against the Warriors. I guess just to cover off on, on last week first, I think you guys would have gone into that one knowing that Brisbane are probably um, not only a desperate side, but probably a little bit too much talent to, to be where they are on the, the ladder. I'm, I'm sure you didn't take them lightly, but what was sort of the feeling coming out of that one? Yeah, definitely. You know, we knew it was, um, was going to be a very tough game going up there, despite, you know, where they're sitting on the ladder. Like you said, though, um, you know, they've got you know, unreal talent, you know, across the park and, you know, obviously got tones back and, you know, I think they really got up for that game against us and and I guess you could see it in the way they, um, you know, came out and I guess started and finished both halves. They, um, you know, I think they played with a lot more energy than we did and, and yeah, I think it just, at the end of the end of the game, it came down to that. We wanted it more and I guess you could see that, you know, we just wasn't up for it. Uh, I was probably a uh, pretty small consolation to uh, to you guys, but it was a cracking game. It's probably one of the, the games of the round. I suppose that doesn't cheer you guys up too much, but it was certainly thrilling entertainment for everyone watching it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's probably yeah, probably probably a good, good thing for you know all the rugby league fans. You know, we've had a it's been a few, I guess, whitewash games. You know, of of, mm. of late the last couple of rounds. Um, you know, a few, few of the teams getting. Um, blown out of the park. So I guess it would have been good for fans to see a close one like that and exciting. And, you know, went down to the full, full pretty much 80. And, and yeah, so you know, as a fan, I suppose you love them games now. Yeah. In terms of the blowouts, I mean, you guys have sort of been on the, the end of, of, of both ends of it. You've put huge scores on the Cowboys and the Titans, and you've obviously run into some some big scores when you've come up against guys like um, the, the Panthers. Just once those games start to tip and the momentum gets a little bit one-sided, and like I said, you've been on both sides of it, it, it must just be really hard to claw back. Yeah, it is. You know, you obviously get touched up a bit. Yeah. You know, you really start to think sort of where you went wrong. And you know what, what you what you do to fix it. So um, you know that's never a, a good spot to be in. But you know, obviously, when we um, you know were had a few games that we didn't didn't win, and we got you know a couple of scores put on us, we just um, you know we tried to keep tight. It's easy for teams to you know go away and people start blaming each other. We tried to stay tight, and you know that's what we did. And you know we end up turning it around and. And you know, got a few wins back, and you know, put us put ourselves in a good position to um, finish the year. What about the spot you're in now? It's a little bit of a, a rough trot earlier in the year. I think you guys were down around that 12th or 13th for a bit. Then you strung a few wins together. I think you won four straight, um, got yourselves back into the eight. Obviously, a little bit of a hiccup last week, but you must, I guess, kind of feel like the season sort of back on track a, a little bit now that you are sitting inside the, the top half of the draw. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it was something sort of when we when we lost a few games back to back earlier in the year, um, something we we touched on as a playing group and you know as a club that 
you know, this is something that we're going to have to, you know, knuckle down and, and get ourselves out of. And, and you know, we did that. And like you said, we put a few wins together and, um, you know, we set ourselves up for, for a good run the back end of the year to, you know, cement a top eight spot and, and get into some finals footy. You know, last week it was, you know, not not obviously not the way we, we wanted it to go. Um, you know, but I guess pretty much every game from, from now on, um, to the end of the season, so I guess do or die for us. You know, we we need to with the way that the the um, top eight is at the moment, or the top probably six through to eight is at the moment. You know, it, it could come down to four and against mm. the last thing. So you know, we're just going to treat every game as, as do or die for us, and you know, that's just the way we're looking at it for this weekend. It's a it's a must win for us. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously all uh, crucial games, but like you said, there is a, a bit of a logjam from, I think, the Dragons in seventh down to um, Raiders in, in 13th. There's only two wins separating everyone. So um, coming up against the Warriors, there you know, there are a few ladder spots behind you, but they're only one win behind you. So things can change quickly based on, you know, a couple of wins and losses. So obviously it's a, a huge one for you guys this weekend. Yeah, 100%. You know, like exactly, you know, what you just said, um, it's only pretty much, you know, one game or, or points that are separating, you know, a few spots on the letter there. So, you know, you might you might win a game, but, you know, it might only be by, by a little bit. So you might, you know, stay in the same spot or you might lose a game and you end up, you know, finding yourself three or four spots down the ladder. So you know, that's how close it is. And, you know, like I said before, it's just, um, we're just going to take a week, week by week. And, you know, it was just every game must win for us from here on in. Have you had much of a chance to to look at the the Warriors through your, your video sessions? I've obviously got a few strike weapons, you know, Roger and, and Reese Walsh in the, the back line will be ones for you guys to handle. Yeah, uh, not too much. Yeah, we're sort of focused on on you know our game and what what we need to get right. You know, we think if we can get what we need to get right and you know do do what we're good at, we can you know put in a solid performance and that'll go a long way to us winning. But um, you know, in terms of them, we'll leave that to sort of you know, our last couple of training days before the game and we'll, you know, sharpen up and, and really look at, you know, what, what they got. But, you know, obviously they've got, you know, some danger players in their in their side. You know, Roger, um, Reese Walsh, and then you they've obviously got Dallin now. So, yeah. you know, they've got a... And they've got some, you know, um, real strong forward pack. So, I think we're going to have to be, you know, real good this week, but... Yeah, like I said, we haven't looked too much on, on them yet. We'll sort of leave that later in the week. Mm. Probably just the last question on Brisbane, mate. I don't know if you've had a look at it, but um, Tyson Gamble extended during the week. He, he looks like one of those characters who likes getting under uh, opponent's skin. What's it like coming up against one of those guys who's happy to sort of have a bit of a, a chat and, and try and put opponents off their game? You know, the, I think they're the players you probably you want to play with. You hate playing against them. You know, the ones that, yeah. that um, you know, love a bit of chat. But yeah, he definitely, you know, he's... He just plays with a lot of energy, and you know I think there's a few few guys that are that are similar, and you know they, if that's you know them, then they you know that's good for his team. I think it's like I said before, so you know not not too good to to play them, or you know when you're losing because you cop a bit, but you know I think people you know love playing with guys like. Mm. Just on that sort of thing, we were talking to Woodsy um, yesterday. He did some media and he was getting asked about Will Chambers who comes back into the side for you guys. And Woodsy said he was one of those guys who really hated playing against. But once you actually get to know him, he's you know a great fella and he loves having him you know, on the same team. Uh, Chambers probably a big in for you guys in that sense this week. Yeah, he is. You know, he's massive. And exactly like um, you know, Woodsy said, he's one of them. Had a few um, games against Manly 
many NRL with Sharks, and it was a pretty um, yeah, intense rivalry between Sharks and uh, Sharks in Melbourne. So uh, I heard a few of his sprays out in the field. I won't repeat any of them, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's definitely someone that I love playing with, and you know, all the, um, all the boys as well. He's you know, one of them fellas that you definitely love to have on your side, and he um, brings energy. And I think, yeah, we, um, you know, we all can't wait to get him back out, get back out there with him this weekend. Just the last one before I let you go, mate. Your own form this year seems to be pretty uh, consistent. You're making plenty of meters, busting plenty of tackles, doing some good stuff out wide. You must be reasonably happy with how you're you're travelling personally. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, you know, I just want to. You know, I said at the start of the year, I just wanted to get a bit of bit of consistency back in my game, and you know, I think probably the more the year goes on, um, you know, the more I'm starting to to find my groove and. You know, get a um, you know, get back to the the footy and I can play. So yeah, just keep taking it week week by week, and and you know, hopefully I can just keep improving. Well, mate, all the best for the Warriors this weekend. It's a huge game, so good luck for it. And thank you so much for joining us on the NRL.com Preview Podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. That was Sharks Centre Jesse Ramian. So, guys, four games this weekend. Let's get started on Thursday night. The Seagulls up against the Canberra Raiders out there at Four Pines Park. I'll be heading out to this one and covering it for NRL.com. Marty, I'll start with you. Um, Seagulls uh, actually did pretty well without Turbo uh, last time he missed a game. Ruben Garrick was good at fullback. They've been piling on huge amounts of points over the past month. Uh, Canberra conceded a, a bit of a cricket score of their own against the Titans um, last start. So form line uh, recently is certainly very one-sided. Can you see Canberra turning it around without Jack Whiten and Josh Papali? Uh, mate, no, I can't. I think uh, at home for Manly, of course, uh, Home ground, unfortunately, at the moment, doesn't amount to much in COVID, um, apart from the fact that it's uh, familiar surroundings for Manly. But as you said, Ruben Garrick, I mean, he put on 30 points himself uh, last weekend. He's been playing some great footy. I think Turbo took a rest the night that they uh, put a big score on the Cowboys. So yep. certainly their form line reads all right without him. Uh, Garrick at fullback, Moses Suley on the wing, Dylan Walker in the halves, just a very settled team we seem to have been saying that for quite a few weeks now so uh they'll be extremely confident Canberra on the other hand I guess uh, were terrible last week and certainly two massive uh, blows out of their side with Papa and uh Jack White now plus uh Elliot Whitehead as well uh misses very very few games Whitehead he's been amazingly durable in his time at Canberra and Bailey Simon so that's their top two um fullbacks um out of contention and it's uh Alicia it's not Caleb Aikens to come back in it's Xavier Savage who um had a slightly ill-fated and not entirely legal 11 minute debut um due to an 18th man foible um the other week but he gets an official debut this weekend going to say this is number one isn't it that's how it's, it's going to be counted it's um yeah, well, yeah. I mean, officially yeah we um we haven't seen too much of him obviously but from all reports you know he's got a lot of wraps um and what a time to come in you know the raiders by far i thought the most disappointing team last week had everything to play for um against the titans who as we know quite unpredictable so um yeah they were really disappointing and only gets worse for them with you know three of easily their best players out and obviously Simon's in there who's out for possibly the year, but at this stage, they're just saying a month with that, that toe injury. So, um, yeah, it's an uphill battle for them. But I, I guess they come up to Sydney and to Manly, you know, against a, a side that is without Turbo and DCE. And um, while they've got plenty of confidence, you know, it's still not a bad time to get Manly as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of an intriguing one. 
Yeah, no Jake Travojevic still as well. I know he's been out for a, a couple of weeks, but um, he's, he's obviously a, a huge out for them as well. So some leadership missing from the, the Manly side. Are you, I mean, you, you look at the way they've they've put the team together. Like Lachlan Croker's been pretty good recently at dummy half after a slow start to the year. Dylan Walker into the halves, named with a seven on his back, but you'd imagine Kieran Foran's probably going to be the one calling the shots. I was actually, I've got to say, I was pretty impressed with Dylan Walker um, last week. I know they didn't really have much uh, competition from the Bulldogs, but he was sort of sliding into that you know, I guess ball playing lock roll a little bit like we've seen from the guys like you know Connor Watson and, and Tyrone Peachy, and I thought he actually looked pretty comfortable. Yeah, he did. I mean, against the Bulldogs last week, I thought they all were pretty comfortable well, to yeah. be fair. But yeah, but he um, yeah, he's he is one of those players. You know, suited his utility, play anywhere. You know, if they get an injury, he's that ideal number fourteen, especially for for Des. You know, moving towards the finals, they've they've got Cade Cuss there as well. He's obviously played in the halves, so. Anything were to happen to those halves, or Desi wanted to change it up during the game, he could. But um, yeah, Walker's sort of come back into the into the frame, I guess, quietly. But he's just gone about his business, and I think that's when he's probably at his best when um the pressure isn't on. But he's in that halfback jersey this week, which the pressure will be on, so it'll be telling mm. to see how he goes. For me, though, it's the the forward pack, like a lot of those unheralded guys from Kathy Carl Lawton. Like he he just yeah, comes across the Warriors. Yeah, he's been absolutely awesome. So. For me, it's those sort of guys. Toff Sipley, obviously, he's been bragging all week about his double he scored <laughs> against the Dogs. Um, you know, it's those guys that are really putting in and um, allowing those backs to put on the points. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, Curtis Sirenen hasn't played a game yet this year. They bought Andrew Davey, the, the edge forward from Parramatta. He only lasted a few minutes in his club debut and then ruled out for the season with an ACL injury. They've had, um, you know, horrible luck with their, their edge forwards in particular. You know, Sean Kepi's had to play uh, out wide. Like I said, Jake missing at the moment. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a patched up forward pack. But um, the guys that you mentioned, plus Homali, Olakowatu and, um, yeah, Sipley, Kepi, these guys, the, the unheralded forwards are really sort of um, turned what could have been a, a huge weakness into a bit of a strength yeah and I think you know on the opposite side with the Raiders they've, they've obviously got the four pack but just not firing and that's probably where where they're going wrong um so you know allowing their backs to shine it just hasn't happened for them this year consistently so um yeah we spoke about their depth at the start of the year but um they just haven't really been able to get into a flow under these new rules so yeah it should be a good battle up front this week how do you see this one panning out uh, went with the Seagulls, uh, but with not a lot of confidence, to be fair, just without those two guys. I think they'll win, but, yeah, mm. wouldn't surprise me if uh, it was a close one. Marty? Yeah, I have to say, Manly, I think it's interesting. We spoke about Canberra last week, and we did, I think, all of us mentioned that we thought the Titans certainly uh, had it in them to, to score some points and maybe cause an upset. But uh, I think the biggest issue was that Canberra defence, and they're going to come up against another team this week that's, got a lot of points in them, even without Turbo and DCE. There's plenty of points in this manly side and Canberra defend like they did last week. Uh, they certainly won't be winning. Yeah, I've, I've had to tip Manly as well. Second game of the round, Friday night uh, at uh, it's McDonald Jones Stadium now. It's been moved uh, up north from Stadium Australia just due to what's happening with uh, the COVID lockdown in Sydney. It's the uh, Rabbitohs hosting the Cowboys. Uh, Marty, third versus 10th uh, Rabbitohs, other than Really, we've spoken about previously those two games against the Storm and the Panthers have looked absolutely red hot this year. And uh, Cowboys, after a, a mini sort of mid-season resurgence, have, have tailed off again. Yeah, they barely got out of uh, second year. I think the, the Rabbitohs at Leichhardt, they seem to do it pretty easy there against the Tigers. Obviously, it's a hugely different side when you take out the five superstars that they don't have there this week. So, look, it's a good time for the Cowboys to 
to get a crack at them. Uh, Todd Payton, of course, he had to watch on last week, uh, as we said, from the lounge room like the rest of us due to COVID uh, restriction and would not have liked what he saw. Uh, they were just diabolical last week. I think they've, they've been some pretty decent performances over the, the last couple of months, but uh, Pale and Ponga just blew him off the park as we thought he might. But yeah, it's interesting. I just I just can't see the Cowboys recovering quickly enough, even with all the the holes in the South Sydney side. I mean, the Cowboys lose some key players as well. Uh, I just can't see them sort of getting back on track after the performance they put in last week. Alicia, this uh, South team, uh, like Marty said, five absolute superstars out uh, in origin. You've got you know, Blake Taff, a rookie at fullback. Um, Peter Mamazelis on the bench is job sharing that dummy half role with uh, Benji Marshall, a little bit of a, a patched up forward pack. Braden Burns gets a chance in the, the three-quarter line. But, um, you know, Damien Cook, out is, is huge, but there's, you know, Benji obviously papers over those cracks pretty well and their, their star halves pairing still intact. So it's um, still a pretty dangerous uh, south side. Yeah, I was going to touch with, on that because obviously with Cody and um, Adam Reynolds, you know, they were they were in contention for that blue, those blues jerseys. And if they were going out, would have really been depleted. But I think with those two there, the Rabbitohs are pretty safe in that regard. Although we, we saw, I think before game one, Cody moved to fullback. It was a bit of a late change. So it'll be interesting to see if that sort of happens again. Um, Benji Marshall started at hooker that game as well. Um, so, yeah, they've had the depth. They've had the depth all year. It's just a matter of now, of, you know, getting past this week depleted and um, and then that will be the end of it for the Rabbitohs. They can focus towards the finals. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'm quite interested because last week against the Tigers, they sort of fell off in that second half. And Wayne Bennett has said that in the past, you know, he's, he's kind of seen that, that really big 50 mil score line they copped against Melbourne. He saw that coming from a distance. So I wonder if, you know, we're sort of going back to that. Um, obviously they did clock off against the Tigers in that second half and just didn't play to their strengths. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens when the players get back and if they can really keep on. But um, as for the Cowboys, yeah, like I watched them pretty closely last week against the Knights. And for me, it's like that four pack with Tamalo. Once he goes off, it's just non-existent, you know, the go forward. I'm still like many, a bit perplexed with how he's, uh, you know, he's reduced minutes this year. I think he's suffering big time. And I know it's long-term, you know, to keep his body healthy, but um, I think this, that's where it's really gone wrong. And just the players around him just aren't, aren't doing a job. And um. You know, Jake Clifford as well, leaving. I said this uh, in previous podcast, but I just think Tommy Dearden's gone up there with not a lot of confidence, obviously, coming from the Broncos. And um, he's sort of slotted in there and he's trying to find his way. But in this competition, there's not enough time. So, um, yeah, I think that's where they're struggling at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Tamalotto, you're right. Once he went off in the first half, things sort of pretty quickly started to go bad for the, the Cowboys. It's I mean, it's a tough one. You can't play him for 80 minutes. You'll just run him into the ground. He, I mean, look at his numbers. He's been playing almost 60 minutes a week. He's averaging about 60 minutes um, since he came back uh, from injury. So, yeah, I don't they, – they've just got to find out a way for other forwards, you know, Cohen Hess and Jordan McLean, these sort of guys. Tom Gilbert comes back uh, this week. He's a pretty impressive uh, young player. Um they, I assume, I haven't seen the update, they lose Francis Molo due to David Fafita being ruled out. Yep, that's right, yep. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the guys that left are going to have to um, do a job for them, I guess. Plus, um, yeah, Val Holmes being out from fullback is going to change their uh, their attack a little bit. Yeah, Dejan Arce, obviously he made his debut against Penrith from memory last year, played pretty well, so he gets another chance there. And um, Kyle Feld obviously got overlooked for Origin 3, so he's in the back line, which... 
which is a boost, I guess, coming out of the backfield. But, um, yeah, they're going to need a really big performance. They obviously return to, you know, where that shutout game was last week and they get another chance on uh, neutral territory this time around. Yeah, that's true. All right, how, um, how do you see this one panning out? Uh, I've gone with the Rabbitohs. Marty? Yeah, I think having uh, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds there, they were obviously in the mix for Origin. They didn't make the side, so... That's a massive bonus for South. I think playing in Newcastle in a funny sort of way is a bonus for them as well. There would have been no crowd in Sydney, so there'll be a few. Uh, we know South have got fans everywhere, so they're bound to have a few uh, punters in the crowd supporting them uh, in Newcastle. So, look, I just think, yeah, Tal Malolo is interesting. He got through 57 minutes last week. You're right, you can't, he can't play the full 80. He's not going to do that, but somehow they might have to get a few more minutes out of him and certainly get some more impact from those other guys. But... I think South are just too uh, be too steady for them. Yeah, right about Newcastle. I don't know how much uh, Cowboys are looking forward to going back there after getting buried there only uh, last weekend against the Knights. I have tipped uh, the Rabbitohs as well, despite a few big outs. Uh, the next one is Saturday night at Bankwest Stadium. The Bulldogs hosting the Roosters. Uh, Marty, the Bulldogs uh, COVID. Breaches uh, pretty much all back. Uh, Brandon Wakem, the only one of the five not picked in the 17 this week, despite uh, Trent Barrett obviously being very disappointed with them uh, last week. I guess it's just sort of a sign of where the, the Bulldogs are at. They don't have the cattle to be uh, leaving out first graders at the moment. No, they don't. And I guess that's a hard situation that Trent Barrett faces you after seeing what he saw last week in that performance. You can't... Uh, Unfortunately, you can't stand on your digs and leave blokes out. They need to try and strengthen the side. And, you know, after what the Roosters, I guess, dished up against Melbourne, certainly uh, Trent Barrett might be able to consider his team some sort of chance in this one. I mean, they certainly get some good talent back in the side. And I think they will uh, they will rate themselves some sort of chance of bringing a bit of an upset. Alicia, the uh, like Marty said, the Roosters were, were dire last week against the uh, the Storm, very unroosters like um, performance, but they'll have an, an easier task this week against Canterbury. We think so. Both sides, as we mentioned, haven't they haven't scored a point last week, which um, I guess the Roosters, you know, coming up against Melbourne, very different kettle of fish. We all expected a really close affair. Obviously, those two sides have um, had some great battles in the past but yeah they just dished up some really poor defensive reads and um, just the way that the Melbourne was scoring some tries it was quite simple you know Nico Hines racing away off a kick and Adokar grabbing a few as well so they need to like change a few things um, I think they get a few players back this week and then I'm pretty sure it's only their season ending injuries that are left so the, there's really no excuses now for them um, in terms of some injuries but um yeah, it's, it's just one of those seasons, I think, for the Roosters where Robbo, um, you know, an inter- interesting one. We went to like a, a a journalist sort of gathering with Robbo a couple of months ago in the preseason and he sort of went over the fact that in 2016 they knew that that year was a bit of a write-off at this point of the year, but they wanted to just blood some young guys like Latrell and, and, and other fellas that were there at the time and he, he didn't publicly come out and say that it was, it was going to be a write-off season, but behind the scenes, that's what it was. And I think in this case, although outside looking in, I think that's where he's, it's probably been one of the most difficult seasons that he's had since that 2016 year. So um, yeah, but whether, whether they, you know, really make a fist of it this season, I just think that they're starting to lose their way. You know, they're no longer part of that premiership, I guess, window um, for this year. And, um, but a win against the Bulldogs might turn that around, but defensively they need to fix a few things. Yeah. I mean, like you say, five, 
senior players, superstar players ruled out through either season or career-ending uh, injuries mm. is probably more than just about any team could recover from. But, um, yeah, definitely getting some um, some youngsters onto the park. We've seen Sam Walker emerging, Joseph Sawali get some games. Uh, Billy Smith plays his first game of the year. It feels, you know, it's, it's a bit of a forgotten name. He's only played, I think, two NRL games um, before this. He's been out for a while, had some uh, injury problems. But, um, yeah, like you say, other than the, the two Origin guys uh, who Tedesco and Crichton out this week, pretty much everyone who is coming Coming back from injury is pretty much available. Um, now, Marty, the I mean, look at the, the Bulldogs side. Um, you know, Jake Avarillo has sort of been shoehorned into that halfback role. Cole Flanagan uh, back into the NRL side last week. Uh, Jeremy Marshall-King suspended this week, just uh, re-signed a new deal at the, the Dogs. That brings Sione Katoa back into the, the starting side. It's, you know, a bit of a, a patched-up lineup, a, a lot of changes. But, um, yeah, do you see many green shoots? Oh, look, I think for the, the dogs, I think that if you look at the back line now, like Meany, Corey Allen, back for that second game now for him at Hopawati. So I think that's probably where they need to see if they can uh, make something happen against the Roosters. There's, you know, a couple of guys that debut, debuted last week, obviously Bailey Biondo, Odo, uh, gets himself another shot there on the bench. And look, they, they've blooded some guys. It would have been a, uh, you got to be honest, a pretty horrible way to make your debut last week, just getting... Uh, run all over by Manly, so maybe not the most memorable day for them. But at the end of the day, you got to learn on the run. Um, you know, you look at a guy, we speak about Sam Walker, and, I mean, he'd be checking the ribs and checking everything after uh, what he copped against uh, Melbourne last week. And, you know, he's just, just another young kid like those Bulldogs guys just trying to make his way. So, you know, I think the Roosters really, you would expect, uh, will bounce back and have a bit too much class. But I think, uh, as we said, the Bulldogs would, would fancy themselves with a much stronger uh, team on the park than they had last week. So you're tipping? Oh, I'll have to go the Roosters. But, uh, yes, I think I, I think I might have tipped them last week to uh, upset <laughs> the Storm. And that certainly left me a little bit uh, with a bit of egg on the face. But, uh, yes, they, they're deserved favourites this week, I would say. Alicia? I just say too, in the um, background, you've got Kyle Flanagan coming up against the Roosters. Like in the preseason, we had that yeah. as the massive matchup, you know, and it's just got lost in all of it because of how poorly, I guess, both sides played last week. But he's going to be up for a really big game. And, you know, he probably needs a really big game with Brandon Wakeham waiting in the wings um, to come back. So I've gone the Roosters, but I'm really interested to see how Flanagan goes against his old side. Yeah, Roosters for me as well. Fourth game of the round uh, and final is the Sharks up against the Warriors, uh, 4.05 p.m. Um, I think uh, we're set for, for Cogra for this one. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Sharks, uh, shock loss to the Broncos last week. Broncos uh, played pretty well, to be fair. Payne Haas and um, Tessie knew a couple of guys really sort of stuck it to the Sharks. Yeah, Will Chambers back in the centres. Connor Tracy, uh, who's been very impressive this year, moves into the halves with Matt Moreland still out. Braden Trindle back to the bench. Um, Sharks to bounce back, you reckon? Or? It was going to be close. I thought it was pretty uh, unfortunate when Matty Moylan went down with that calf injury before the game. I just thought, oh, tired, like, tired of probably turned there for the Broncos. Um but yeah, losing him, you could just tell that their attack straight away just struggled. Um, Braden Trindle, I don't know how much training he had coming into the game, you know, with with Sean Johnson, but they were just a bit all over the place. And Connor Tracy, I think, played in the centres as well with Will Chambers out. So there was just a lot of reshuffling there for the Sharks, who had been going pretty well. I thought Sione Katoa and uh, Militalo, you know, yeah. coming back, they're both great wing, wingers in their own rights, just carrying the ball back. So they had some success there. But um, yeah, they were just pretty much one step backwards last week. Um, but I, I 
do give them a bit of slack, just given Broncos are really up for that game. And and as I said, the Sharks had a lot of um, injury concerns in the ends. But um, yeah, the Warriors, it's a tough one because they've lost a lot of close games and that Dragons one emotionally is a lot of guys sort of upset about it. And, um, you know, it's one of those unlosable sort of matches. They just let it slip in, in the last five minutes. So um, yeah, it's going to be a really intriguing one. I think it'll be very close, another close one. And that's something the Warriors haven't been able to deal with lately. Marty, the Warriors, they bottled that one in absolutely spectacular fashion, a complete capitulation. I mean, in hindsight, maybe the Dragons um, might might have been wishing that the Warriors hung on and, and won that one because the, the repercussions for the Dragons have been worse than they have for the Warriors. But um, just talking about the uh, the Warriors, how do they recover from that? Well, they get Reese Walsh back in their side and they get Matt Lodge in their side. So I guess, you know, if you talk about recovering, there's a couple of guys that will certainly make a huge difference. I think we all would love to have seen Reese Walsh uh, get that origin debut and I guess he'll get there one day. But uh, I think he's a huge thing for them at, at fullback and Lodge will just be uh, busting, I suppose, to get out there and have a big game. So, yeah, as you said, that, that game they lost last week would certainly have uh, knocked them around a bit and, Townsend, I guess, who uh, may have copped the uh, copped the wrath of certain people for uh, going for that field goal. He's actually out of the side, so that forces a bit of a reshuffle. But um, I reckon they'll jump back on the the horse pretty quick, and they'll rate themselves a pretty good chance. They look at their best; they're a very dangerous side. The Warriors, they're just obviously a bit inconsistent. But uh, yeah, I think they've big chance this week with those uh, with those ins that they've got. Yeah, Tohu Harris, a, a huge out, uh, of course. You talk about Chad Townsend going out. They do get Cody Nikarima back. Um, Sean O'Sullivan starts in the halves. Obviously, Harris Tavita still sidelined. And uh, Matt Lodge, like you said, comes in. So Matt Lodge and Fenua Blake in the, the front row is is pretty potent. Quite a very large bench, four forward bench, um, pretty much all uh, front rowers. So I guess that's probably how they're, they're going to look to play it, just try and uh, batter their way uh, through the middle uh, against the Sharks. Well, certainly the uh, the Broncos had plenty of success up the middle there last week. I think, as Alicia said, a bit unsettling for Ronaldo with their late change, but they were monstered by, I thought, Payne Haas was absolutely sensational last week. So that's your game plan for the Warriors. Uh, play it up the middle and and those two, you know, Matt Lodge and, and Fanua Blake, premier front rowers, they can certainly uh, lay a platform for them. So I reckon they're a massive chance. I mean, I think the Warriors just as you mentioned, all those players and ins and outs, that's what you realise. I think these sides that are middle of the road just find it so tough. They can't put the same side on the on the field every week, whether it's injury, suspension, whatever it is. It's just so many changes and very hard to, uh, I guess, get any continuity there. Finishes up with a tip. I'm going to tip the Warriors. I think they, uh, I think I do like Reese Walsh being there and Matt Lodge, I think will uh, have a huge game. So yeah, tip the Warriors. Alicia? I've gone the Sharks. Um, I think with Tracy back in 5'8", um, alongside Johnson, it's just a combination they're going to have to get clicking. And, um, yeah, I think with that back five back, they should be able to do that. Yeah, their, their wingers were sensational last week, and I also like Tracy back in the halves, so I'm going to lean towards the Sharks in this one as well. Uh, we are going to talk about State of Origin 3 because that game will happen before our uh, next round preview podcast takes place. So look look ahead to uh, State of Origin 3. It will be played uh, in Newcastle after a, a little bit of back and forth. Um, Alicia, I'll start with you. Uh, the Blues looking for a clean sweep. They're going to have to um, pull it together with uh, some big changes. Both of their halves out uh, injured, so Jack White and Mitch Moses, the new halves pairing Api Corusau onto the bench. What do you make of all this? 
Well, what I will say is what a relief that the series is wrapped up because if you, you know, if you're a blue going into this game, you'd be very, very nervous. But um, I guess it's, there's no better time to, I'm not going to say experiment because they've obviously gone with Mitch Moses because he is a future player. And I guess they're throwing in what better time to go in, you know, up mid 2 0 in the series um, and basically playing at home up in Newcastle. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a very intriguing battle. I expect Queensland. I think that's their best side all, all, all series, um, which I think is pretty obvious just on paper with Ponga back. But um, it's just a matter of, you know, whether the Blues will go up there just too complacent, which I imagine they won't, given they really want that 3-0 scoreline. And, um, you know, I'm just curious to see how the White and Moses partnership, um, how that goes more than anything. Marty, what do you make of it? Obviously, a little bit of a push from some quarters for the South halves to to come in. It probably would have been advantageous just in a, a combination sense. Uh, those guys play together every week, and obviously with Damian Cook as well, who's the the Blues hooker. But um, you know, both of those guys, I think thirty plus now. It's hardly sort of the the future mover as Moses sort of just coming into his prime. Potentially a guy who could be around that Origin setup for five or six years as, if not first string, then sort of first choice backup to to Cleary and Lawyer or whoever's uh, in the halves. So a little bit of a, a nod to the future, I guess, with that one. Absolutely. I think that was uh, that was what they were looking at there with Mitch Moses and also a reward for Jack Whiten, who, uh, you know, was starting last year in the centres, which I think he found pretty tough. Um, and also, I just think having been on the bench and not got a lot of minutes in the first couple of games, a good chance to reward him. Look, he's, his club form and his club team, unfortunately, are uh, seriously in the doldrums. So... Hopefully that hasn't affected him too much. Hopefully he's, you know, enjoys his time in New South Wales camp and being with a, a winning outfit and he can have a really big game because he'd, he'd want to get back to a bit of that sort of uh, Dally M form and, you know, best player in a grand final as he was. So really it's a big game for him, I think, just to sort of uh, put himself back on the map a little bit. And as you said, Mitch Moses, I think certainly a, a pick for the future, but, you know, it's an untried combination. It's a massive changes. I think, as Alicia said, if it was one all, uh, you know, you might be a little bit worried about it, but I certainly can't see any complacency because clean sweeps are just so rare. Even the, the great Queensland team that won eight in a row, I think only one of those was a clean sweep. So, you know, these are a very rare occasion and they get to play the game in New South Wales and, uh, however many people are there for that game, I think uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere for the Blues team. Yeah, that how quickly Mitch Moses gels with his uh, teammates is going to be a, a factor. I think Junior Paulo, the front row, is his only club mate in the squad. Uh, James Tedesco at fullback, he obviously used to play with, I think used to live with at the Tigers. So he's got um, a good relationship there. But yeah, him and, and White and coming together from a, a standing start in the halves is, is going to be a big part of it. Um, just rewards for Api Corusau too on the, the bench, 18th man through the first two games. Uh, Alicia, what about the, the Maroons team? I yeah, I, I agree. I think this is probably the strongest team they've picked, uh, given who's unavailable at hooker. I think Ben Hunt brings some solidity, some ball playing, some, you know, a bit of, I don't know, he's got experience as well. I think he's the best option available. I think Kirk Capewell back in the, the second row, he's had a fantastic season for the Panthers, caught out a bit defensively in the centres, but still very strong with his carries uh, in game two. I think he topped his uh, his team for metres with 170, 180-odd uh, metres. Um, then Hamasai Tabio Fido uh, brings some spark and some X-factor to the back line, although obviously a, a huge task uh, lining up on uh, Turbo. Yeah, it is no no bigger, I guess, introduction to State of Origin than, than coming up against a guy who probably end up you know, winning player of the series if he has another good performance in game three. But 
um, yeah, I just like that that back line now with the Maroons way more settled and it's probably a game too late with the Kirk Cable switch. I think it should have happened last game. Um, I think Paul Green said earlier this week that there just wasn't another centre. So I don't think, I think Hemiso was still injured with his ankle. So um, yeah, he gets his start. He's obviously um, moved into the centres this year. We obviously know him as a, as a winger last year. So um, it's a really big test for him. But yeah, as you mentioned, the spine is just, way more settled. Ellen Ponga back, you know, Val Holmes, as much as he's trying to sort of stamp himself as a fullback, I think, you know, especially in the Origin Arena, he's a winger and a very good finisher at that. So, um, yeah, I think the, the only big shame, obviously, is David Fafita not getting off on that suspension on Tuesday night. But, um, you know, Francis Molo comes in and gets another opportunity. I just expect them to be way more up for this game. You know, that it's they've obviously got something to lose, um, a 3-0 whitewash series, but We've got everything to play for at the same time. All right, finish us up with a tip. Um, in saying that, I've gone the Blues, which is purely biased, but um, no, I think <laughs> they're just settled. That that back line, you know, as long as their forwards do their their role, then that back line will just keep keep motoring along. What do you got, Marty? Oh, it's got a bit of a feeling of a Maroons ambush for me. I think uh, there is a lot on the line. I, I think as Phil Gould always used to say, Queensland used to love. Uh, having the last word, whether it was in a match in the 80th minute or in a series, they won't want to uh, go down three zip. Nobody does. I, I really like the look of the side, having spoken about that back line. I think Hamaso, yes, it's a huge ask on Tommy T, but he's got a he's a big body. I think he can uh, he can muscle up on him and he can certainly go the pace with him. He's got plenty of speed. So I'm just thinking uh, maybe Queensland might have a little upset in them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I definitely think this will be the best, um, you know, Queensland performance of the series. I can see it being closer than the first two. I have gone with the Blues. I can see, you know, even if the halves aren't quite working out, just that strike between Tedesco, Latrell, Turbo, uh, finding enough points to uh, to keep the uh, the clean sweep rolling uh, against Queensland. That is all we've got time for on the NRL.com preview podcast. Thank you once again, Alicia and Marty, uh, for being here. Thank you to everyone for listening. Enjoy your footy this weekend, and we'll be back this time next week week.